to the tab here and minimize this. Okay, let me see if I can get it set up here. Hold on, I can't hear you just yet. Okay, now let me let me unmute it. And then I'll show you my camera too. What's up, Ryan? Can you hear me? I can. I have to do this from a phone. My tower's broken. Oh, that's cool. That's all right. Yeah, I figured it might be something up because you usually do go on camera, but it's all good. It's old school here uh, on the kill stream today. That's fine with me. You know, I used to do these shows with no camera at all, so uh, that's all good. I'm just glad you can make it, man. It's not that important, really. Like, no one wants to see my face. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. That's not why they tune in. You that's know right. I mean? It's the knowledge. It's the knowledge. Now, before we get – so I brought you here to talk Ukraine uh, and Gaza. There are a couple other topics. First off – I was suggested this, so if you don't want to weigh in, that's fine. I'm not trying to draw it out of you, but the TRS. Hey, fuck Alex Jones. Oh, no, is that it? No. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even on the list. Um, the TRS stuff. I don't know if, if you followed any of that. The TRS NJP stuff. Um, if you haven't followed it, don't worry about it. But th that was suggested to ask you if you wanted to weigh in on that. Oh, uh, the man left the NJP. Yeah, I guess hey, I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because aren't they like a white separatist group or something? And then they got this non-white guy. He's like the loudest dude there. He's like half Hispanic, half Italian. He's not even white. Striker, yeah. Well, they got rid of him over the last couple of weeks, but they've kind of been, uh, you know, having some turmoil there, I guess you could say. He, he got rid of himself, actually. Yeah, yeah, he you might be amicable. right. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I, that's all I really know about it. Like, I don't know what's, I don't really okay. pay much attention to it. I feel like all those guys ha should have the right to free speech. They should be allowed back on Twitter and stuff, but I don't really follow them recently. I know Mike Enoch was on my Telegram a few weeks ago, just out of the blue. I was like, okay, fine. But uh, I, don't, I have no idea what's going on with internal turmoil or whatever they're doing. Okay. That's so right. I can't really add much. That's all good. Uh, now, let me ask you about Gabe Hoffman, uh, because we've been on his trail a lot recently. He's, he's awful. <laughs> he's an awful person, isn't he? Uh, but what's your history with him? I didn't even know who he was or anything. I just found out, like, after my um, – first, he got rid of my Google AdSense, so I couldn't have monetization on YouTube. And he was, like, celebrating this shit on Twitter. And he's like, his Patreon's next and stuff. And he got me kicked off Streamlabs. He Got me kicked off YouTube, kicked off Google AdSense, and kicked off Patreon. And I'm pretty sure that's who got me kicked off Twitter one of those times, too. He's just he's one of these people. He's like a pro hardcore Israeli Zionist, and he just was like, this guy's a Jew hater, knowing that based on accusation with our little woke culture, that's all you have to do to get someone canceled. And so, and it wasn't just me, like, but I was definitely one of his favorite people to cancel, but he would just go after anybody that was critical of Israel, uh, yell anti-Semite. It, it, and in some cases, it might have been true for some of these people, but in many, it wasn't. And it doesn't matter. You shouldn't get banned for that anyway. But uh, yeah, I'd say he just was like, and it, he's stupid enough to post on his own Twitter, that, like, I'm responsible for this. I got this done. And then I would go on shows and stuff. I won't mention any names. But they would be like, hey, I announced I was having you on this show. And like within minutes, I get this letter from Gabe Hoffman, yeah. <laughs> you know, with his little he had like clip stuff from my bit shoot and everything shit from like 2008 where I was somebody I was in some like atheist thing and I was criticizing Judaism. And they were like, I was criticizing all religions because like, somebody asked me and they were like, 
Oh, see, you hate shoes. Thanks, buddy. So I got a. <laughs> That's okay. I it's got a kid with a Lego tower here. <laughs> it's cool. What is that? That's cool. You got a slide, flowers. <laughs> He's got a Lego tower. Don't let Israel see it. They'll drop a bomb there and knock it down. Uh... Yeah, let's say God gave it to him and then move in and steal it. <laughs> <laughs> these people are insane, and the world's starting to see it for the first time. Like, you got all these. I'm not dissing these people. I won't even say who it is, but you have a whole bunch of people who have blown up on Twitter uh, bashing Israel. But it's kind of like. You know, welcome to the day of life. The guy started paying attention yesterday. They didn't even know about any of this stuff until October 7th. But boy, it's on. And like a lot of like, what, quote unquote, normies or whatever are like saying, what? You mean they, they just take a bulldozer, knock someone's house down, and then move there? <laughs> like, yeah, it's been going on. Yeah, you really can't underestimate the impact that um, the liberalization of speech on Twitter slash X has had, uh, especially during this period. You're back, for one. Uh, but you're right. Other people have kind of blown up just in the last couple of months. Like, where were you? You know, when we were ducking and hiding for years trying to talk about this. But still, I like to see it regardless, yeah. so I won't complain too much. I like to see it, but I'm just curious. It's a little bit – I'm like, I'm, I'm cool with all these new accounts blowing up. But I'm just thinking, man – I wish this was Norman Finkelstein and Miko Pellet and Gideon Livy and the people of Nader. The guys have been doing this for like 40 years, you know, instead of the people who started talking about it two months ago. But, yeah, but uh, it, it's unprecedented. I think it's unprecedented during our life, uh, really, um, you know, on social media. Now, the other apps are still kind of locked down, you know, Facebook, Instagram and all that. But on Twitter, oh, yeah. uh, it's not. And uh, I've seen and it. It's kind of well, TikTok, I guess, is a little freer there too. Um, well, TikTok, it. you can talk about Palestine, but there's a lot of things you can't talk about. Yeah, it's weird because Palestine has become like a leftist issue, and it's it's sort of the right thing for the wrong reason, you know. And so the left is the one that censors. So that if you are in line with them, then you can say it. So TikTok's okay with that, but not a hundred other things. Yeah, it's pretty much just Palestine. Uh, and I have a TikTok, but I don't bother using it. Maybe I'll try until they ban me. Right. You can't even criti you can't criticize Israel except on Palestine. If you start talking about their role in the Iraq war or Syria or stealing nukes or 9-11 or any of that, then you're banned. In fact, the bin Laden letter to America started going viral on TikTok out of the blue. That's been out for two decades. You know? But all these like Zoomers or whatever finally read it. What? And, of course, he mentions Palestine in his letters. And so TikTok started banning the videos, and The Guardian removed its copy of the letter. Yeah, so before we get into the nitty-gritty of the war itself, so you kind of hit on it there, what you've seen, I, I, I would call it like um, anti-Semitism panic uh, by the media where uh, we got to shut it down, <laughs> college campuses, shut it down, you know, get rid of the presidents. If, if you say river to the sea, Palestine will be free, then you're a Jew hater and you're calling for genocide. Yeah, that's that river to the sea thing. Yeah, they don't say the Palestine will be free part. They just say you can't say right. from the river to the sea. But that's from the Likud charter. That's right. Like they're mocking them when they say that because Likud had that first from the river to the sea. You know, it'll, Palestine will never be. It's only going to be Jews. 
because um, they think of the Jewish state as like an ethno state, not like a place, a safe haven where Jews can practice their culture alongside other people. It was no, this is a Jewish state exclusively. That's how the Likudnik saw it. Yeah, and they don't ever talk about that point uh, at all. But yeah, if you know your history, then it, it's a mocking refrain to Likud, <laughs> is what it is. But um, what what are yeah, your the river? Look, that's the West Bank. The sea is Gaza. It's just saying from here to there, what will happen? They'll be free as opposed to not free. It doesn't mean free of Jews. It just means free as in not occupied. It's a dumb slogan though, because you shouldn't have to. If your slogan needs explanation, then don't use it. You know, just be more, more like concrete Just say free Palestine. That's, that's hard to twist, you know? Well, they haven't, that's the one I use. It's just free Palestine. Uh, now they haven't banned that one yet. I don't know if it'll, I don't know if that, it's kind of harder to ban that one, uh, at least so far. Uh, but what have you thought about the, um, the media? If you, if you watch the media, which I know you do and I do too, to critique it, but, uh, if you watch, you would think everybody in the U.S. Exactly, and, and that is the only up. reason to watch it. The only yeah, really. reason to watch it is to critique it. <laughs> it is. Um, but if you watch it, you would think everybody's on board with Israel. But there's been some shock polls uh, come out during this conflict where, you know, polls that I thought I wouldn't see for 10, 20 years, uh, where a lot of people are not on the side of Israel, not on the side of U.S. intervention uh, with bombs and material, especially boots on the ground, but even sending Israel money and weapons. Uh, a lot of people are against a lot more than I thought. I, you know what? Ironically, because you brought up TRS, I actually predicted this on their show back on 2017. I said, when the next big one comes, it's all going to fall apart because the only way all their positions are indefensible, as you know, and the only way they've been able to get away with it is monopoly on media. And I and I was thinking I didn't know Elon was going to buy Twitter or not, but I said just from. Bitshoot and Rumble and, and then Odyssey later and Stubsack and things like that, like I could see. The free market was make was responding to the crackdown on censorship. And then I guess that got accelerated because of COVID-19. That was that was like a lot of people got banned for that. And so there were more people and it made it more viable to have alternative uh, sources. But I, I was predicting I had a longer timetable. I said when the next cycle comes, because they always go and mow the lawn, they always go and murder Palestinians. You could kind of get a hint in 2014 where they started to turn on the Israelis because some of it got out on Twitter. And that was back in the draconian Twitter. I said, it's going to get out. And when people see it, when people see that they just kill babies, all the sick things the Israelis do, there's no putting the genie back in the bottle. And this is sort of this like 75-year cycle hubris that uh, this group engages in before they get 109 no. <laughs> and yeah, that's what's happening. People are seeing it. And it's, you know, it's funny because they'll go out and lie and do all this PR. And then the IDF will film themselves, uh, you know, pissing on people's corpses and stuff. And they're like, man, like, how do you walk that back when your soldiers are so undisciplined? They're filming themselves shooting up the incubators and stuff or bulldozing a hospital that has people in it. And or what the IDF nurses did, they took over the hospital. They said, oh, don't worry, we got our own nurses. And then they all just left and the kids just died and they left their bodies there, their corpses to just sit there and rot on the beds they left them on. I mean, every time I think these people are so evil, how, how could they be worse? They prove a way that they, yeah, they could be worse. Stuff you couldn't even think of doing, they do it. 
Uh, well, they shot their own hostages uh, a few days ago as well, who were waving the white flag and screaming "Help us" or whatever, and, and wearing hijab. <laughs> and they made the excuse, "We thought they were Palestinian." Oh, so you admit it would be okay to just shoot Palestinian women that are unarmed with white flags? <laughs> yeah, because that's what they do. Big SOS and everything. I was like, I don't know. What do you think? It was an Egyptian ship or something? Well, uh, I mean, that's, that's the, the normal. to the USS Liberty right. excuse for those who don't know. <laughs> well, this is the normal thing they they do. And they, like you said, they just said, well, we thought it was a boss. Well, uh, if they were coming out and wave the white flag, you're not supposed to shoot them either. Uh, uh, so, yeah. You know, it's kind of like. <laughs> what they were wearing hijabs. Yeah. 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 Uh, so what about the, what's going on in general there? It's been over two months now. Uh, Israel still got their campaign going. Uh, how do you see things turning out over the next month or two? Well, this is a dark take, but this is true. If you look at, uh, soldier for soldier, Hamas is actually winning the war. They've killed so many Israeli soldiers and Israel doesn't seem to be good at anything other than slaughtering civilians, blowing up apartments and attacking mosques, churches, hospitals, preschools, orphanages, whatever. They'll, they're good at that human sacrifice stuff, but they haven't gotten in the tunnels. They're losing tanks. They're losing bulldozers. They're losing soldiers. And then these morons are picking a fight with the North. They said, we'll give you 48 hours to retreat beyond the Latini River. Of course, they didn't, and then Israel didn't invade. It was all mouth, but Hezbollah responded. They hit two of the Iron Dome systems today. They're running out of ammo for Iron Dome. They've alienated themselves from the whole world other than the U.S. and maybe tacitly Britain, uh, and they can't stomach these casualties. That's why they negotiated for hostages in the middle of the war in the first place. It's a lot of pressure on Netanyahu to get these people released. So, fine, they got some of the women released, some of them, and they released some of the Palestinian hostages that they had. They could have done that the first day. And then, you know, as they're conducting this war of just absolute um, ethnic cleansing, the news comes out that on October 7th, it turns out the Israelis killed their own with Apache helicopters and tanks because they completely panicked. Over half those civilian, civilian casualties were Israelis killing other Israelis. That doesn't look good for Netanyahu. And, yeah, start, they're starting to, to buck up. Hong Kong just canceled shipments to Israel, all of them, just no trade with you. And that's because Yemen's blowing up boats. <laughs> the Houthis are the man. Dude, they're <laughs> wild. They're very effective, too. A Dutch too. and German companies canceled it for three days. They're like, we're not going to ship anything to Israel. It's really like they don't want to anyway. And Yemen's giving them a pretext. You know, like those politicians can't just boycott Israel, but they go, oh, no, that's not because of that. It's because of the safety of our ships. Yeah, that's it. And so they have a reason now uh, not to send them anything. Now, what about Hezbollah? Uh, do you think that, uh, of course, they're, they've, I guess there's been some reports that they may, may try a full offensive against Hezbollah at the same time. Of course, I see most of that as bullshit, really. I don't think they I, will. I don't think they will. Yeah. I, got, I agree with Scott Ritter on this, um, and we don't always agree, but I agree with him on this about the escalation ladders. They kind of hold each other hostage. It's like, okay, if you, if you flatten Beirut, we'll flatten Haifa. And like neither one wants to trade because Lebanon can't stomach the cat, the economically losing Beirut. 
And if Israel lost Haifa, I mean, that's their biggest port. That's where they import oil and gas from Turkey. They, uh, the settlers would leave in mass. And that's sort of a result of October 7th. You've had half a million Israelis have gone home because all, none of them are from there anyway. They all come from Europe or the United States or Canada. And they have two passports. And so when the violence hit, they left. And good luck getting settlers to go down to Ashkelon or any of the territories adjacent to Palestine. No one wants to live there anymore. And so if they can't get their little dupes to colonize, it's over. Like their whole dream of expansionism and annexation doesn't work unless you get these like ultra racist Zionists to go in and, you know, like, like what's his name? Jacob, uh, was it Jacob Epstein? Like, oh no, Jacob Fauci. That's like, if I didn't steal it, somebody else would, didn't you? You can't get them to go there. If there's any amount of risk that someone might come up and, you know, put your head against the wall and blow your brains out, then it isn't really worth It's not fun anymore when there's actually consequences. And that's what happened. Like those territories around Gaza are empty. And increasingly, the ones that are near the border with Lebanon and Syria, they're now have either moved down to Tel Aviv or they've gone back to Poland or wherever they're actually from. But man, if Haifa got sacked, that's it, man. They'd all leave. It's because like the moment they have skin in the game, they're out of there. They, they're they bullies. I mean, they only act the way they do because it's so lopsided and there's no risk. And so if they could get attacked the way they attack the West Bank every day, they wouldn't live there. I agree. Uh, and Hamas, you know, they catch a lot of heat, obviously, you know, terrorist organization, all this stuff. And you have to denounce Hamas. And why aren't you denouncing Hamas and this and that? I don't, I, I don't condone or condemn Hamas because I can't. I'm like, I try to put myself in their shoes. Like if someone killed one of my kids, all rationale will go out the window. I mean, I would I'd be the best terrorist ever. Like, what do you expect when you abuse people like that? Occupied people have the right to resist their oppressors. That's by any means necessary. They don't have any F-15s, whatever. Like, really, all they could do is what they did. And it's sad that it got to this point because you can condemn the violence and all that. So, well, yeah, but look, they were there was never a peace. 224 Palestinians were murdered this year before October 7th in total silence. And that was just, they're just killing them, hundreds of them. Every day, and all the wounded, I don't even know. I couldn't even, like, add them all up, all the people they shoot in the knees and the groin and stuff for fun. I mean, you got a people with a wall wrapped around them and machine guns pointed at them. You know, they broke through their cage. They got out of prison is what happened. And, of course, they attacked those settlers, and they attacked the IDF, and they wiped them out. They took over police station and all the things they did. But I argue with Americans. I say, look, if someone breaks into your house legally, you can shoot them dead. Just for breaking in your house, maybe they're going to steal something. Imagine if they could just take your entire house. Like if you can execute them for theft of an item in your house, but you can't kill them for taking your whole house. Well, all those squatters are sitting on stolen property that they took from Palestinians. So they're not innocent. They might not be soldiers, but they're not innocent civilians. They're all criminals. I don't have any sympathy for these people on October 7th. They're like, ah, they did they're armed. They have militias. They join the military. Fuck them. It's like, what do you expect to happen when you stole someone's land and you make them live in a cage and you blockade their food? You know, you cannot be blissfully ignorant of what's going on, you know, a mile away in Gaza. You are part of the problem. So when they got out and they got hold of you, 
you know, and they didn't want to just have a stern talking. I mean, let's just be realistic. Of course they killed you. Of course they're going to kill you. <laughs> I mean, the, that, you know, you can't just start the story in the middle and act like you're just some innocent person that did nothing wrong and got attacked out of the blue for no reason at all. That's not what happened. You're occupying these people. Your government murders hundreds of them that year. And no one listened. And the reason they went to violence is because it worked. Nothing. They tried the March for Peace. They tried everything else already. When they marched in mass, you know, unarmed from 2018 to now, really, you guys would just shoot them and shoot their kids. There's this Rayleigh's on videos just shooting people in the head. Oh, get the one in the white shirt. And it's like a trophy. Filming it, laughing about it. They just murder these people like it's like you're slaughtering farm animals or something. And this isn't like a few bad apples. The Israeli president has said it. All these members of Knesset have said it. All these members of his cabinet have said it. You just call them animals and they give birth to snakes and things like this is your modern day Nazis. Uh, and so, yeah. Well, Fuck those settlers. Well, that's my take exactly, honestly. Um, you know, I don't cheer on necessarily civilians being killed, but what do you expect them to do? And they're not full civilians, like you said, in the first place. Um, but Hamas doesn't have a military. They can't do yeah, military I don't, I don't cheer it on either. That's why yeah. I said it's a dark take. I'm right. like, I'm just yeah, being yeah. realistic. What do you I expect? Agree. I should say it's predictable. It's totally predictable. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like when the, when the Indians, you know, shot up the frontier. I'm like, well, you know, what outcome did you think? What positive outcome did you think would happen when you flooded the Alaska Mosque on October 4th? You had a bunch of rabbis and settlers going to their holy site, desecrating it, doing Talmudic rituals. Like, how did you think they were going to respond? You were trying to provoke violence. You just didn't think they had the ability they had. You wanted violence. You want, it's a provocation or revenge is a policy from Moshe Dayan. They, they thought they'd shoot a few rockets that would do nothing, and then they could go murder a bunch of Palestinians. But instead, they knocked down the wall, they took out the machine guns, they got out of their cage, they went to your military outpost, wiped out the IDF, continued on, took out some settlers, went to the next base, took that out, and then unfortunately that music festival was in the middle of it, and they were not able to escape because Israeli police made a roadblock that's why you see the cars on the left and right sides of the roads. They just sort of pulled over and started running. And then the Israelis gunned them down. And it's on film. The Apache helicopters just... And were burning cars. And the, I mean, they were using them as human shields. They didn't care about those uh, festival goers at all. All these like conscripts in the Israeli military, just like me, myself, and I, uh, whatever they got to live, they were scared to death. They didn't know what to do. Oh, my God, they're here. They're finally here. You know, in the back of the head, they thought, we deserve it. You know, like, oh, man, they finally got out. It's like having a, a prisoner tortured, you know, every day. And then all of a sudden you walk in there one day and they're like, the chains are off the wall. You're like, uh, and then from behind and someone's got you. And it's like, yeah, what do you think was going to happen when you treat people like this? They have no international support. Like they don't even have an airport. They can't trade. They, they're like, all of them have like weird diseases and stuff and they can't treat their water. Their sewage overflows sometimes now and then. Also, Israel just go bomb a refugee camp. They slaughter people in Janine in the West Bank. They, 
you know, it's a slow process of ethnic cleansing, annexation. They all know this. And they act like, well, you know, we're just returning here from 3,000 years ago. You know, because Jacob had a wrestling match with an angel and then God gave the land to my ethnic group that people already lived on. Like, what a dumb, what a dumb excuse to steal land in the 40s, the point to some holy book with utter nonsense of the guy that allegedly killed a giant with a sling and stuff. Come on. And they like, that's, that was our kingdom. I'm like, that isn't real. Okay. That's like King Arthur. There is no King David based in history or archeology span or, you know, actual evidence. It wasn't written about by any other neighbors. It's only these holy books, these stories he made up. And even if it were true, so what? That's 3000 years ago. You don't, you don't have a gap that long and be like, that's ours. Remember that one time we had it? It's so dumb. <laughs> it's like, well, why don't we just have the Italians come into, I don't know, Britain and we'll be like, well, you know, back in the day, this is Roman. So, you know, give me your house. You can't act like that, but that's what they do. <laughs> I think they have a, it's like God ordained racism. They have a religious deed for eternity to this piece of dirt exclusively for their ethnic group. And it's not even the ethnic group because these people aren't Hebrew. These are Ashkenazis, like 90% of them from Eastern Europe anyway. Now also talk about, um, you hit it on a little bit, but I, and I think a lot of people here are, are knowledgeable of this already, but some may not be. Talk about how many Palestinians are, are killed in these off years, right? When there is no, um, you know, impetus at all. They're just killing Palestinians uh, year round, uh, imprisoning them. I saw NPR actually. This was on NPR's Instagram that uh, over a third of, of Palestinian ch these are children, by the way. Uh, that yeah. that yeah. Israel has in custody don't even have any charges. Uh, not that the charges are legitimate anyway, but they they don't even bother with that. They just throw them in jail with no charges whatsoever. Um, but talk about some of the atrocities committed against the Palestinians just on a year to year basis without any uh, Hamas justification, quote unquote. Yeah, and before even before Hamas existed, you know they've only been around like forty years. Um, this is how it was, and this is how it is in the West Bank. There's no Hamas there either. Hamas is an excuse. Hamas is an organization Israel supported against Fatah because against the PLO because they did not want any sort of political settlement. They needed the policy of provocation and revenge, and they also they wanted separate governments between the West Bank and Gaza. But yeah, all year long, they murdered. Th this year was kind of a soft year. Two hundred and twenty-four, a uh, couple hundred murdered. They most of them just get arrested for no reason. They have more fun torturing and playing with these people in jail. But um, sometimes they are uh, north of a thousand. And yeah, during the March for Peace, it was well over two thousand. And but you're you're talking like four or five thousand wounded and i mean missing legs type of life-altering injuries where they just shoot these people with uh rubber bullets that are just steel bullets with a little bit of rubber on it and they they aim for the knees and the groin and the eyes to blind them and cripple them uh and make sure they can't have offspring and this just goes on and on and it's not just that it's the the daily abuses they wrap houses in uh barbed wire and fences in Hebron. Like kids will go to school, they'll come back, they can't get into their own house. Somebody's put a fence around it. And I don't just mean like a fence you can climb over. It's like a fence and then like a ceiling too. They they put them in cages. 
the settlers uh on like the second floor will someone just dump all their trash on the bottom they obviously there's the house demolitions where they just bulldoze a neighborhood and then rebuild one for jews only by law jews and jews only west bank has highways and roads that only jews can drive on and you have to have a special colored license plate and if you don't have that license plate you don't get to use that road and of course only jews can have those license plates they sometimes don't even knock the house down they just move in just i'm serious this sounds like what they'll just move in into your living room we live here now and you have to live with them and so until they're so insufferable that you just leave you give up your house your furniture your everything you ever had to get away because they just they'll just a whole family of jews will just move in and be like this is our land god gave it to us and you can't can't say anything or do anything you can't say get out of my house you can't defend your property or you'll get shot or arrested so you have to live with them and suffer that's with cr- them or just give it to them isn't that amazing that's can you insane. imagine that i actually didn't even know that like, <laughs> doesn't they just move in like this half of the house is mine and they won't give them permits and so they'll say oh yeah you don't have a permit because they only give permits to other jews and uh, why do I need a permit for my own house that, I've, you know, my granddad, my great granddad, we've been here. It doesn't matter. They just some legalese crap and they kick them off. And, you know, even like Alan Dershowitz, you know, Mr. I kept my underwear on. Yeah. He, even a guy with that low moral standard, raping little girls and everything admits like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do the house demolitions. Not because it's wrong to demolish a Palestinian's house. Because it's really bad PR right. to be doing that and people seeing it. That's why they're against it. That's right. Yeah, it's not because of any moral but, quandary. It's just like, this is oh, not the best no. look. No. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why they're mad. Yeah, they're mad at Netanyahu, too. They're like, they're pissed that he allowed October 7th to happen. They're not mad about him blowing up hospitals. They're mad that he let October 7th happen. And they're mad that the way he's conducting the war, like the, everyone on Twitter is seeing it and people are starting to hate Jews are starting to hate Israelis. <laughs> like, well, um, they don't hate you for being a Jew. They hate you for how you behave. Anybody that did that to anyone else was going to get hated. I agree. Um, but you, what, you look at the double standard, though. Israel gets to just, just mow people down, blowing up apartments, shooting kids, all the things they're doing on film, pissing on corpses and stuff, torturing people breaking their bones, arresting people without a warrant, without a cause, without a trial, all the horrible things they do. Do we ban or boycott Israel? No. Then look at the Ukraine-Russia stuff. They didn't just sanction Russia. They banned Russians. All of, like, athletes, the Paralympics got banned, restaurants, like, anything Russian was banned. RTs kicked off Telegram, even like any anything, even normal Russian, whatever, got got blackballed. Do they do that to Israelis? Hell no. Did Russia go in and bomb hospitals? All that? No, they didn't do that. They defended the people of Donbass and they fought the Ukrainian military. Didn't matter, right? They there was an all-out ban on all things Russian. So you could see the media. The media did that, and all over Twitter. This is pre-Elon was little Ukrainian flags and NAFO and anyone that had a nuanced opinion just got banned. That's how it was. They don't know how to handle free speech because people from Twitter alone, because Instagram and all that, forget about it. You'll get banned. But from Twitter alone or X, we should call it 
people are seeing for the first time in their life how Israel behaves. And they're shocked. I was just talking with Jake Shields, and he, he, you know, he just sort of learned about this in the last few months. He's like, every time, I don't think they could do anything more evil than they find a way. But yeah. Well, and the worst part is they they don't acknowledge right they try to act like the moral <laughs> the moral party too i, I and in some sick oh, they're way the most I would moral have army respect, right right <laughs> in some sick way i would admire it more if they just said yeah you know just admitted to being complete fucking evil scumbags right but uh they don't no they um, have to lie on top of it because that makes it more evil that's right i didn't think about that oh they're if, un, they're incapable of telling the truth now before we like it oh go ahead finish your thought no, I'm just saying they're incapable of telling the truth. They can't, they cannot not exaggerate. They're worse than New Yorkers. <laughs> well, there's some similarities there now that I think about it. But uh, yeah, they're constitutionally unable to tell the truth. Uh, now, I do want to talk about Russia and Ukraine. We'll talk about that some on the back half here. But uh, before I do, uh, 